Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Today, we're going to go through, and tonight, we're actually going to have a live question and answer. Um, and I think it's an ask me anything is what people will say. Um, but what's interesting, since we don't have an, a dialogue on this, I'm going to go over and look at some of the comments from our YouTube and BitChute on what questions they've had about it. And, and I think you're going to find it interesting. I do this on a regular basis for Extreme Health Academy. It's one of our services that you could sign up for. It's amazing. Um, anybody that's had a chronic stress or injury, the, you've got forums on there and people that have been through hell. And I just did a, about an hour and a half webinar this past weekend for them. And we also do this on a regular basis on the Dr. BVIP. But let's get into this. This is for how you hag dumb reactions. Okay, now, it was on a video called How to Regenerate Joints. And this was in the leg swinging exercise that we give. And this is where a person's sitting with a 10 to 20 pound weight per angle and they're just dangling their legs. They're not lifting them because the knee joint is actually hydraulic. And in order to restore the blood supply, nerve supply, and restore the strength of the structures, you've got to distract that joint. Now, the question was, how soon after meniscus surgery can I do this? I just had a meniscal tear repaired. All ligaments are fine. Doc said I have grade 3 osteoarthritis under the kneecap and that he's positive that I'll need a replacement soon. I don't want a replacement. Well, grade 3 osteoarthritis is the end result from a trauma. And only um, if you've had a trauma bad enough to damage the knee, guess what? The pelvis is also affected. So anyone that you know that's had a knee injury You've got to look at the lumbar, the pelvis, stabilize the pelvis, get the calf working correctly, and look at the surrounding structures. Because the doctors that are doing meniscus surgery, they're not looking at the meniscus they're, they're, or at why it damaged. They just think that the knee is a problem. Look at the knee. I'm saying look at the entire biomechanics of the lumbar, the pelvis, the calf, um, all of that. Because if you've been walking, and just think of this, if you've been walking with a hurt knee, and it, I'm telling you, if you haven't, if you um, have a meniscal injury, uh, that knee has been bugging you for a while. And that altered gait will cause an altered um, nerve supply, an altered function. So you cannot heal that meniscus unless you restore the calf function the quadricep firing function, the pelvis stability, and everything else. So that just makes sense. Also, um, I had a friend this weekend. Um, she's in, in love with this professional sports player. And, and he actually had some uh, injuries, what's called thoracic outlet syndrome. And this, I want you to go over and explain what thoracic outlet syndrome is. For one, if any doctor anywhere diagnoses you with syndrome, and this could be fibromyalgia syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, thoracic outlet syndrome, it means they haven't a freaking clue, okay, at where it's causing. 
And and since science has lost its investigative um, strength, because science should always be progressing, but now they actually passed a law in California that doctors can't say anything about um, about a certain illness going around, <clears throat> even though. Uh, there is no settled science on just about anything. Like if you look at the speed of light or the gravity, those are called constants. Speed of light changes and gravity changes. So, you know, know, um, we we just have an ignorant political system. But anyway, thoracic outlet syndrome. Um, You've got the thoracic area, and this is where the heart and the lungs are. And it has blood vessels that come out and go in this little opening right in front of the neck. Now, if you've had your head going forward or a straightening of the curve in the neck, this is going to compromise that outlet to the thoracic area. So obviously, anybody that knows basic first-year anatomy knows that thoracic outlet syndrome is going to involve the neck and forward head carriage. So we've got to get x-rays of the neck and the thoracic area. Now, the brachial plexus, the nerves that supply that entire shoulder area, come out of the neck. So now we've got two things that are coming from that neck, forward head carriage and loss of curve in the neck, compromising blood supply and nerve supply to the shoulder. Now, the way that you correct this, there's muscles, four muscles called rotator cuff, and these muscles shove that humerus, the arm bone, into the socket. Now, if any of those rotator cuff get weak, um, the, the shoulder, the humerus bone, doesn't fall out of the socket. It falls up because there's a massive deltoid always pulling it superior, pulling it up. Um, and so this way, when someone's standing straight up, holding a weight, pulling that shoulder back down into the socket, that feels good. But when you're doing moving your arm to the side or overhead, it's going to have a little pinch. Now, in crazy, stupid world, which is where a lot of uh, these sports uh, doctors live, their job isn't to look at the long-term career. Their job isn't to look at how to take care of these people for years afterwards. They just want to get them back on the court so they can get their numbers up. The problem is, if you shoot this joint with cortisone, and they have a rule, you can't shoot a joint more than three times with cortisone because it destroys the joint. Does anybody think that shooting a shoulder joint with cortisone when the head's forward and you have loss of curve in the neck, that's, that's going to do anything good? You know, it's mind-blowing. The only other dumb thing is to take a non steroidal anti-inflammatory like Advil, Motrin, or Aleve because those destroy the building block of cartilage. It's just we're going to be able to help this guy by restoring the curve in the neck, correcting the thoracic area, and repositioning the shoulder socket, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Now, um, the next question was off of atherosclerosis, and this is hardening of the arteries, from Megsworth Wurthburn. Um, Hello, I had physical injury. I now have high cholesterol, and I'm injecting heparin since the summer, and I want off. I'm terrified to quit, but I've been told I I have blood clots in the right arm, which gave me lymphedema. Okay, so let's look at this. High cholesterol. What's the function of high cholesterol? Well, cholesterol is actually used for hormone production and tissue repair. 
there's no good cholesterol or bad cholesterol. There's protein carriers that carry cholesterol. One of them is a low-density lipoprotein, and that carries cholesterol to the site of injury. The other is a high-density lipoprotein, and that brings cholesterol back to the liver for storage. Because cholesterol is hugely expensive and very important. It's a precursor to every hormone you make, every anti-inflammatory. It's amazing. Now, in crazy world, they'll look at high LDL, low-density lipoprotein, has bad cholesterol. Except that's not bad at all. It means that person's under stress or has tissue damage. They'll look at high-density lipoprotein, or HDL, as good cholesterol. And that's not good cholesterol. That's just cholesterol as well, but that brings cholesterol back to the site. Now, heparin is a blood thinner. Now, what's crazy is heparin can damage the brain, increase strokes, um, damage the kidneys, and, and it's a blood thinner. But you don't need thin blood. You need healthy blood. Now, blood doesn't clot for the heck of it. Chronic stress, physical, chemical, and emotional stress, cause the body to have less stomach acid. If you have less stomach acid, your body has less amino acids. And then the red cells start to clump together. Um, If you're watching a scary movie, that, that increases blood viscosity. So if somebody has blood clots, they have a tissue production problem or they're in a chronic state of stress. If they have high cholesterol, they're in a chronic state of stress. Um, So lymph edema, that means the lymph system is swollen and it's going to the arm, guess what? Okay, if you have forward head carriage loss of curve in the neck, you're compressing the thoracic outlet, the veins, and that can swell up. Also, if there was ever any operations on that arm, sometimes they actually remove the lymph nodes, which is insane because lymph nodes are little anti-cancer factories. They're amazing. So knowing that this person has high cholesterol, they're getting steroid or um, blood thinner injections, and they have lymphedema, we know exactly that they're under physical, chemical, emotional stress. The blood clots are coming from chronic states of stress, and they need to restore the curve in the neck, and that will make the biggest difference in the world. But have identify the problem and correct it. Does that make sense? It should. Now, here's one. The video is titled, How to Stop Inflammatory Bowel Disease, Crohn's, and Ulcerative Colitis, um, from Jay Lieb. Okay, my 11-year-old, quote, my 11-year-old started to suffer from constant diarrhea a couple of months uh, now. Doctor thinks it's Crohn's and shows some inflammation on his blood work. He's only 11. I need the little one to feel better. We um, are lost. So currently, if there's anyone that has success in reversing or helping, please respond. Really afraid to have my child go through an endoscopy and colonoscopy at 11. We're so worried. Please help. Yeah, um, Jay, I'm with you 100%. Colonoscopies are incredibly dangerous. I did a whole video series on those. And the colonoscopy, you get a chemical that can damage your kidneys, and it, it causes you to evacuate your bowels, so it destroys the gut flora in your, which is 80% of your immune system. And then when you shove a camera up there, The camera can damage it. The camera can also infect parts of the area, and you're not going to see the whole colon. 
if they see any um, polyps, they cut them out. But a polyp is just weakening of the um, intestinal wall because an intestine is just a muscular tube. So the fact of shoving a camera up the bum, damaging the kidneys, colonoscopy is not a good idea. Now, in endoscopy, they're shoving a camera down the throat. And this is so emotionally traumatic, and they're not going to see anything. If they see redness or inflammation, let's just take the standard 11-year-old child today. The standard 11-year-old child today, um, by the time he's 18, he's going to have 72 doses of 17 different vaccines. This creates inflammation in the gut, in the intestinal tract, in the brain, in the pancreas, everywhere, because it triggers an inflammatory response. <clears throat> if the child had ear infections growing up, that means that he had poisonous mold given to him in the form of antibiotics, and it destroyed his gut flora. If the mom had Pitocin or an epidural, um, the epidural is going to deaden the mom's awareness. She may not have been able to produce um, mother's milk. Okay, and breast milk actually has a huge protective effect. So we may have been exposed to Infomil or Silimac or some kind of toxic soy-based formula. So if he is fully vaccinated, he's probably had around 60 vaccines, 65 vaccines more than likely, and he's had possible courses of antibiotics which destroy the gut flora, and he's been in a chronic state of stress. So three things that you've got to fix. No that the, the inflammation of his intestinal tract is the end result of processes and his body is inflaming it trying to heal that area. So you do not, do not, do not want to decrease that inflammation. But we do want to make him healthier. So number one thing, we've got to get him to do cells healthy. We need to get a full digital x-ray of his neck, thoracic, and lumbar area. And then, uh, if we can, thermography would be ideal. If not, a live blood cell would be ideal. But at 11 years old, for sure, we'd even we would be able to get nerve scans on him. And then, once you identify the physical stress, the chemical stressors, he's going to have poor sleep patterns. He's going to have dark circles under his eyes. He's not regenerating. He's got to go gluten-free and dairy-free diet immediately. Immediately. He's going to go 100% organic. Now, there's a lot of um, gluten-free alternatives that he'll be okay, but he has got to stay away from dairy. Now, he's going to go through withdrawals because kids um, that have leaky guts like his have opioid receptors in the brain, and these are like pleasure centers in the brain that the gluten and casein, the dairy and the wheat, attach to. So when you eat mac and cheese, you know, it might taste good. When these kids that have the sensitivity eat the mac and cheese, it's like a drug addict on heroin. Okay, so getting them off of that stuff is going to be huge. Then you have to change his sleep pattern. So his environment where he's sleeping has to be completely dark. Um, we've got to rechange his emotional component. Okay, fix his structural component, and then you could rebuild his gut flora. Moist heat on his tummy, just a hot, wet cloth, um, will start to rush blood to that intestinal tract and help heal it. That's going to be ideal. Probiotics and prebiotics and fermented foods will help heal in it. Um, will help heal it. Uh, 
Also, juicing and blending, like juicing apples to clean the kidneys, carrots to clean the lungs. Celery is good for minerals, and beets are good for the blood and for the liver. Um, fantastically good for them. So juicing and blending will pre-digest it and help him change his sleep patterns. Get the kid to a corrective chiropractor, and he'll recover very, very quickly. We see this 100% of the time. Now, um, Achilles tendonitis. This is from John Weaver, and this is was on the Keldrick Rhodes, Real People, Real Problems, Real Successes. Um, Achilles tendonitis. So the Achilles tendon is on the back of the heel, okay? Tendonitis means inflammation of the tendon. Now, all muscles um, connect to bone via tendons, and the tendons cross joints. Now, since all joints are full of friction, the joint's moving, so the tendon can rub against it. All joints are literally surrounded by this bursa sac um, called bursa, and filled with bursa fluid. And that's why you've heard of bursitis. Itis means inflammation. Tendonitis. Itis means inflammation. So there's going to be lack of fluid flow to that tendon or altered biomechanics. Now, a couple of ways to correct this. Number one, you've got to look at the, which way the toe is going. So if the toe, big toe, is leaning towards the other toes, that means that you've got um, compromised nerve supply to the foot. And with Achilles tendonitis, I can almost guarantee that you have that. Because just think of this. If you've had tendonitis, that means when you're walking, your gait isn't really smooth. Your, your pelvis is going to be a little off, and that's going to be huge. So we've got to look at the pelvis. And the pelvis is important because between the pelvis and the lumbar, the nerves that supply that foot, that heel, come out of that area. So if you have compromised nerve supply to the foot and the calf and the knee, you're talking the Achilles tendon is not going to be functioning correctly. So that's going to be huge that you look at those areas right away. Um, so look at the lumbar, look at the pelvis. Then the calf isn't going to be working correctly. Now, one of the things with itis, itis means inflammation. Do not, do not, do not put ice on the tendon. You want to put heat, moist heat, unless it's an acute injury. If you've just injured the joint for the first 24, maybe 30 hours, you're going to put some ice on it just to shrink the swelling, depending on how much damage it is. But after that, you want to increase the inflammation because inflammation is a healing process of the body. Now, one of the best things to do is in the calf, muscle, there's three muscles, the right and left gastrocnemius and the soleus. The soleus is the pump. It's the pump behind the gastrocnemius, and that's one of the tendons, the muscles, that attaches to that Achilles tendon. And what you're going to do, you're going to work that soleus muscle. So it's right next to the tibia, which is the big shin bone. <clears throat> you go on the inside and while you're lifting the foot and you're, you're just moving the foot in a dorsiflexion where it's going up a bit, you're not lifting the whole leg. You know, the foot points down to the ground and the point lifts up. While you're going from pointing down to the ground to lifting up, you're moving your thumb from the ankle up to the knee on the inside of the tibia. Now, this is going to be incredibly, exquisitely tender. 
and this is going to be working, the, the soleus pump, and which is hugely important because that soleus pump is going to start to get fluid to the area and fill up that bursa sac with fluid. And that's going to de-stress out the area. Because remember, the inflammation of the tendon only comes from compromised blood supply to that area or altered biomechanics. <clears throat> Rushing blood to the area will help fill that joint up with fluid, but then you've got to correct the biomechanics. That's why you're working the soleus pump. So look at all of those different things. Look at the lumbar, the pelvis, the biomechanics of the calf, and the biomechanics of the foot, and you're going to get that corrected. Okay, here's one. It was under the, for LB, okay, it was under the video, bursitis, the ignored causes and solutions. What does LB say? I got the darn shot. I'm so mad at myself. Um, LB, God bless you, brother or sister. Um, a, a lot of people were sucked into that propaganda. You're talking three years of propaganda. People were losing their jobs, their livelihood. Um, they were getting their kids taken away. It's a criminal act. There's an evil force in the government. Um, but if you got the shot, just know that your body, every 120 days, every red blood cell you got is brand new. The unknown is how long your body is going to produce the spike protein. Because the shot gave you 40 trillion of these little tiny mini computers, and they're going to get in to your cells, and it suppresses whatever proteins your cells are producing and then causes your body to produce a certain spike protein. Now, that's a bummer because the spike protein is similar to um, the prion that causes mad cow. Uh, disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob's disease. So nobody knows how long your cells are going to keep producing the spike proteins, which are inflammatory and dangerous. Um, the latest studies that I've seen say 14 to 18 months, but of course those studies were only 14 and 18 months long. But give faith to your body. Okay, look at your sleep patterns, because that's when your body regenerates. So look at our sleep restriction videos. That's going to be huge. Um, every day, and anyone that got that shot, make sure they take cayenne supplements with each meal, omega-3s with each meal, and increase their water. Put a little pinch of sea salt in there because this is going to be the safest thing for them. Um, by taking the cayenne supplements with meals, you can't take it on, on its own. You won't die, but you're going to want to. That cayenne supplement will burn like a, like a mother. And so you have got to take it with food. But this is super high in vitamin C, and it's a vasodilator, and it's a bronchodilator. So it'll help the lungs, and it'll help open up all the arteries. And that's what happens. There's a lot of shots out of batches called hot shots. And, and if you're curious about this, there's a movie done by um, uh, Dr. Wakefield, Andrew Wakefield. And he was vilified back in the late 90s for suggesting that bowel disorders um, may be contributing to the autistic epidemic and that perhaps the vaccines were causing it or contributing it or aggravating it. 
Well, he's now been vindicated because we know that the vaccines cause inflammation of the intestinal tract. That's a given. Um, so there's a movie called 1984. Oh, no, the 1986 Act. It's called The Act. And this is the act that was passed to take away any liability from the vaccine companies and put it on the government. And then they set it up to where you couldn't sue the companies. And this has been probably one of the worst criminal acts that the government's ever done. It was done with, I think, good intention, but now it's rampant. We went from, you know, 10 vaccines to um, 72 doses of 17 different vaccines. So this is insane. But when you're talking um, about uh, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and inflammation, um, you've got to really um, get get the body working correctly, okay? And and know that if you've got the shot, you're going to have problems with digestion, uh, could have problems with brain function, could have joint problems because the cells are literally clumping together. So just know that this is why one therapy, the shot, um, can have a huge number of secondary impacts because, I mean, you know, you get these shot in the arm and then it circulates around the entire body. And it, they say within six hours, it can attach to the liver and change the protein production of the liver. It tends to migrate to ovaries and uterus. That's why they see a huge amount of, of problems with um, menstrual cycles, with uh, preterm births, with a lot of different issues. Uh, so, but tell your friends to get the um, cayenne supplements with each meal, omega-3s with each meal. Um, get water. Don't get any more boosters or anything else. I mean, if if you look at the data, um, they're, they're meeting in Europe to sue the pharmaceutical companies. And still in this country, they're advertising get your booster, which is mind-blowing. So um, look through the propaganda. Now, um, we're going to be talking about all of this stuff tonight online. And I've got a whole number of different questions to go through. And I, I hope you found this interesting because we're going to go the, – the more you know about your, how your body is functioning, the healthier your body is going to be. And every time that I trust the body to recover from an illness and you give the body the appropriate nutrients, you, give the, you de-stress out the body, deal with the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, you're going to see bodies recover. It's absolutely amazing. Um, there's a couple of books out there that every doctor should read. Um, one of them is Spontaneous Remissions of Incurable Diseases. And this is, it's literally a book of miracles where people have been told, look, you have four months to live, one month to live, one week to live. And the person goes on and says, I don't accept that. My body is built by God. I can recover. Uh, so physical, chemical, emotional stress are going to cause your body to have adaptations. Those adaptations are misdiagnosed in our psychotic environment as, as diseases. And I'm talking high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, 
Crohn's disease, none of these are diseases. They're all adaptations. So there's Dr. John Bergman. We're going to have all of this going on tonight. Um, God bless you, and I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.